Consider for a moment at the natural level, what comes first, a father or a son? At first thought, we would probably think, surely the father does. He's born first, he exists for us, and then he gives life to the son. But if you think more deeply with me, what does it mean to be a father? It means to have a son. What does it mean to be a son? It means to have a father. And interestingly, these are two identities that come into being at the exact same moment. And as the son grows and he looks into the father, the son can see part of his life living in the father and the father can see part of himself living in the son. And as they recognize this, they start to realize that they belong one to another. And because they belong to one another, there's a certain mutual love and there's a certain responsibility mutually that they have for one another. And this takes us into the central mystery of our faith, which is the Holy Trinity. The fact that God has revealed himself through his spirit to be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is the communion between a father and his son and that love they share, that mutual responsibility they share for one another is the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing to think that our God, our Trinity, he has created all things and everything that he's created, he's created based on this blueprint of communion, of mutual love and mutual care. Look at the way that the galaxies work. Look at the ways in which gravitational forces work to balance one another out in our universe. Look at the balance of light and darkness that pairs so well together. Look at the balance of the land and the sea on earth, the interchange between plants and animals. Everything lives in a certain communion and a certain mutual care and balance. And of all things, God in Genesis, he said the crown of his creation was when he created us human beings. And he said, let us create man in our image, in the image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And as people... He made us in this image so that we would be particularly in communion with one another. With one another, with ourselves, with God, and with the world that he's made. And with this understanding, it is all the more jarring when we look at our world and we see so much other than communion. We see division. We see tension between us and ourselves. We see tension between us and God. We see tension between us and our environment. We see tension between us and our brothers and sisters, our fellow human beings. And this has become so stark in these past days after we witnessed the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis at the hands of police. And since then, all of us have been grappling with the stark divisions that still exist between us. We've been struck by the violent ways that we can treat each other, and we know something is so off because deep down we know we're made according to the image of the Holy Trinity. And since then, we've seen thousands of people peacefully and courageously protest this violence, this division, but we've also seen it devolve at times into moments of more violence, into riots, into acts of terror. And how do we make sense of all of this in light of our God who is a trinity? I came across a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. this past week. It was from a speech that he gave in 1967 to Stanford University and a speech that he called The Other America. 
And at one point in this speech, he first condemns riots. There were riots happening just like today because of the tension of race relations. And he condemned the violence. He said, I always have, I always will condemn violence. And I condemn the violent aspects of these riots. But then he said this, he said, but at the same time, we have to realize riots do not emerge out of thin air. There are certain conditions in a society from which they emerge. And just as vigorously as we condemn these riots, we must condemn the conditions from which they came. And he concluded his thought by saying, in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. Very provocative words to reflect on the situation at hand. And first, let us consider what are these conditions from which a riot emerged, from which these things we have seen unfold before our eyes. What is the conditions? Very simply, brothers and sisters, it is sin. We must make no bones about it. It is sin, essentially, that has brought division into our world, a world that the Holy Trinity has made in his image of communion and mutual love and caring. It is sin from the very beginning when we disobeyed God and then we murdered our brother with Cain and Abel. Since then, sin has been dividing us against ourselves. We are at odds with ourselves. We are at odds with God. We are at odds with the world that he's given us. And yes, we continue to be very much at odds with each other. If you have ever had a moment in your life where you've seen somebody in your midst walk by and you have seen them as anything other, anything less than your brother and sister, then you have been affected by this sin whether it was because of race, whether it because of social status, whether it because of personality, you have been touched by this sin which divides us against one another. And this is where we need healing. We need the Holy Spirit to come and heal us and recorrect the way in which we see one another and which we see our God and the world he's made. And to every Christian in our country who is, if, 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 we're, if we're baptized as Catholics, we believe that the Holy Trinity dwells in our hearts. And this is the remedy to everything. We must be willing to call upon the power of the Trinity that dwells in our souls because of our baptism to heal these divisions. And the gospel, Jesus said that the son was sent into the world to save it. Brothers and sisters, when Jesus, his spirit lives in our hearts, he teaches us to see God and he teaches us to see each other the same way that the father and the son see each other. They look at each other and they see part of their life living in the other person. The other person looks at you and they see part of their life living in you. And you realize in this blessed moment that you belong to one another. And because you belong to each other, you cannot help but mutually love and be responsible for one another. That is what happens when the life of the Holy Trinity starts to actually take root in our hearts. We can't help but look at one another in the same way that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit look at one another as that is someone who belongs to me and I belong to them.
Think back to Dr. King's quote, the riot is the language of the unheard. What have we not heard from each other clearly? What have we not allowed ourselves to hear because we have failed to see the image of the Trinity and every single person in our midst saying, there's my brother, there's my sister, there is somebody who I belong to and who belongs to me. We are so blessed on this feast of the Holy Trinity to be staring the remedy to division right in the face, but will we have the courage to allow it to radically take root in our hearts and change the way, heal the way in which we relate to ourselves, heal the way in which we relate to God, heal the way in which we relate into the world in which he's made us, and heal the way, transform the way in which we relate to one another. The power of the Trinity can do this. And so let us surrender ourselves to its power already dwelling in our hearts.